0: Tsui is a jazz, chill-out, and soft jazz veteran for well over 20 years. And after 22 projects to her name, she hasn't stopped exploring her musical boundaries. Formerly trained in Japan when she was a young child, Keiko's progressive and imaginative keyboard style not only reflects her own culture, but a global perspective. Her recent release, The Road, is surely an exit from her prior recordings. This new album is more transparent, which allows her keyboard prowess to come to the acoustic forefront. cleaner sound with less ethereal layers. The influences of Bob James, Dave Kruzen, and others hint at her musical offerings. But Keiko's unique approach shines through. Joining forces with her on this album are amazing players such as Vinnie Caliuda, Richard Bona, James Hera, and former Inside Music Cast guest Kirk Whalem. And when you get guys like them together, along with Keiko's keyboard mastery, you just can't fail. Inside MusicCast welcomes the very talented and beautiful Keiko Metsu. Hey Keiko, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us, Keiko.
1: Hey, first of all, me and Rick want to congratulate you on uh, your new record. It's called The Road. And, uh, of course, it's a compilation of nine new tracks that uh, clearly has have, have shown us that you're, you are is still evolving as a musician and uh, trying some new things after a span of, of, of a very mature career. We were, we're, I wasn't going to say 30 years, but that's, you've been in this business for quite a while.
2: Yes, uh, more than 20 years uh, Mm -hmm. since uh, this is my 22nd album in the U.S.
3: Yeah. Right.
2: And uh, it was a long road, but uh, this is a new new journey. just started with this album.
1: yeah, it, it's wonderful. you know today we uh, we hear people describing you as you know pretty much labeled you as you know you're a major player in the jazz soft jazz chill scene you know and and so many descriptors for your music. but uh, how does that make you feel when you hear the impact that uh, that you've had on the on the jazz world uh, around you what do you how do you respond to that?
2: Uh just uh, I feel so fortunate, and I am really appreciate. I really appreciate that because uh, because of my music reach to uh, my fan, and uh, I am traveling with my music, and also uh, I can feel that music connects us beyond the culture, religion, everything, and we can feel oneness and. And at the live show, I am really experienced and sharing that kind of feeling with the audience. And mm-hmm. it was, it's just great.
1: Yeah. Um, you've been on the road. You're currently on tour in promoting the the new album. What's been the general response from your fans uh, regarding this new work? What, what are they saying about your work when you talk to them?
2: Uh, just uh, I have been receiving great, great comments mm-hmm. about the new album. And... Uh, I am seeing that old fans are coming back and also I'm getting new fans. (laughs) And uh, just... uh just a really great progress I am having
1: well let's talk a little bit about the album let's, let's jump in because you've seemed to taking your listener with this album through a, a sort of a musical maze that changes uh, very quickly and sort of unexpectedly from your previous work and uh, let me give you three examples when I talk about the the change of paces your first okay. tracks uh, on this new album is called Secret mm-hmm. Pond it's, it's very nice it's calming it's mellow then we jump to a track which is one of my favorites it's called Falcon's Wing yeah. I like that one too. Didn't you like that? It, yeah. It's very syncopated and uh it, it really jumps around rhythmically. And then the third track, it's uh it's a very nice track called Nigue uh Won- Wonja. Nigue Wonja. Uh,
3: yeah,
1: that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, it, it's a bright African type of lively feel that connects us to and I hate to say it, but a little bit of Bob James feel. It's uh sort of like oh, really? like, like Moyo uh, but uh is is was this uh you know is this what you wanted to do and to change the tempos in a different way?
2: Actually nothing intentionally. just uh-huh. <laughs> uh what I received the song. I mean uh, when I compose, right. I don't think about anything. Okay. Just those tunes came to me and I received in this key and this tempo was a perfect tempo for uh so just uh, the way I received. But mm-hmm. of course um, for uh, to complete this package, I think about the order of the songs, and this album uh, actually this album carries lots of reflection from my thoughts mm-hmm. about the soul and the human being, universe and the life. Mm-hmm. So very deep emotion and passion; uh, those feelings are uh, reflected. Mm-hmm. So and this when I, I consider about the order of the song. This secret pond is the beginning of our journey, and each one of us has their own road and journey. And you are the creator. And secret pond is the roots of the soul, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then falcon's wing, we fly. Your mm-hmm. journey. I follow you. Yeah. So those kind of almost like storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure.
0: Yeah. Well, one of the comments I read, I, I'm not sure where I read this somewhere when I was doing some some uh, reading about you. And you just mentioned a moment ago how you know the music really connects all of us. And you made a really interesting analogy. Uh, how you said music connects us the same way the oceans connect all of the land. And I thought that was a really kind of a beautiful uh, way of putting it.
2: Oh, thank you very much. Uh, I say that uh, for the the song Deep Blue. Right. Right. Yes, mm-hmm. like uh, ocean connects all the continents of the world. I hope my music connects people's mind on this earth. And I think that's my prayer.
0: And the song "Deep Blue," I, 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 you you actually performed that. I think it was. I think I read it was a, one of the highlights of your career when uh, right after 9-11, when there was, there was a concert I believe in Los Angeles, and you were able to play with. Oh Stevie. yes,
2: wave over the peace, wave over peace.
0: Yeah, right. And you played with At Stevie the Wonder. or something. Yeah, and, and Patty Austin, and it was several. Right, major everybody, play- uh, yeah. including Stevie
2: Wonder, showed up too. <laughs> yeah, that was quite a special performance, and I dedicate the Deep Blue song as a solo piano.
0: Getting back to your new album, The Road, um, another track on the album that that Eddie and I both really enjoyed was Bohemian Concerto. Oh. uh, (laughs) And that starts with a a really aggressive, you know, orchestral and and accordion, you know, Mm -hmm. concoction, and and then it migrates into sort of a tango-ish kind of feel. Yeah, that that was... Can you give us a little insight about that song and how it came to you?
2: Okay. Uh, So this song came to me... um, almost like last minute of uh, the composition progress. and But still, I haven't decided to record this song. And uh, I was in Eastern Europe tour mm-hmm. for three weeks, and this song was sticking in my head <laughs> and always ringing. Even I was doing orchestral rehearsal, and but still this... Uh, and then... This chorus section, ta-da, ta-da, ding, ding, those lines yes, yeah. mm-hmm. by strings, I already ringing. It mm-hmm. was ringing in my head. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, somebody is telling me, why don't you record this? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but uh, already when I received this melody, already I was hearing those strings and also tangoish feeling. Yeah. Uh, and for me, music has no borders. So this is really interesting combination of elements of world music, and sure. everything is here. And and this is the last song I recorded uh, before mixing,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, I felt this is this became so strong song in the album.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, it, I agree with you. It it totally is a, a blend of of everything. It's it's very European, very South American. It's Bohemian. It's. I, I, I definitely think that you gave it the right title.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Actually, can I tell you some funny stories? Yeah, sure, sure. Because uh, um, because right after this recording finished mixing, I had a concert in New York at the Blue Note. So, and wh- where I was staying at was near Greenwich Village. Right. And uh, I saw one, at the hotel, I saw one art and explanation about the Bohemian. Okay. And I felt, wow, this is the perfect world for this song. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, right after that, I had a meeting, um, that opportun- uh, one opportunity, which is uh, listening uh, ta- uh, listening presentation to the record company president and also to my manager because I never let them to listen before. Okay. <laughs> so, so I completed the album and I booked the studio because I wanted to them to listen with a great speaker. Yeah. So, and uh, when I played this song for them, I told them I found a great title. I want to name this is Bohemian Rhapsody.
0: I like it. <laughs> then, it's perfect. They, like
2: you, they la- start laughing. Okay, go. No, 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 Keiko. I said, why not?
3: <laughs> why not?
2: Bohemian, <laughs> <laughs> property. <laughs> but there is uh Of course, I knew. So then, the uh, president gave me the idea. How about the concert- concerto? Yeah. Because blah blah blah. So I I, I said well. This is stronger and a bigger song. Okay, yeah. I like it. <laughs> oh, so
1: Good,
3: good. So that's
2: why I, I, I named Bohemian <laughs> instead of Bohemian Rap All
1: the things that you learn along the way, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but I was enjoying. it. I invited this accordion player, he he's from Italy and he's a top in Los Angeles. Yeah. So it was great.
0: It Thank was you. is is very very nicely done. Very nicely done. Thank you. Let's take our first break and take a listen to this incredible composition, Bohemian Concerto, by our guest today, Keiko Matsui, on Inside Music Cast.
1: You know the track "Embrace and Surrender." It's uh, it sort of takes a different, f- totally feel, different feel from Bohemian Concerto. It's it's very bluesy and kind of. Uh, uh, it, what attracted me more about this uh, this track here is that you utilized uh, and your guitarist that you used. Um, a, a sl- he played a slide guitar, yes,
3: uh, and along with the piano.
1: The I, I've never really uh, heard. Uh, in, in this type of genre, this style of music, uh, incorporating a, a slide guitar in it, but it really worked very nicely. Tell me about that uh, collaboration and who was on guitar?
2: Yes, uh, so this track, uh, f- first tracking day, I did with Vinnie Caliguta, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. great drama. I invited him for my debut album, Drop of Water, too. Sure. And Vinnie and Reggie, Reggie Hamilton, on bass, uh-huh. and three of us did tracking day and. Uh, it was a great miracle, really magical time yeah. we created. And then I invited James Harra on the guitar, That's and wonderful. he did slide guitar, and I did the boozy feeling, and it was perfect for this song.
1: James Harra is a master at the slide, isn't he?
2: Mm, yes, I I I think so. And this is very important, and this is for me. It's really deep love song. Mm-hmm. And almost like, just uh, like universe. And we, we were surrounded by the love from the universe. And maybe even you don't know, but still we were receiving and you have a lot of love on yeah. your side. So this is a really deep love song.
0: From her latest album, The Road, this is Embrace and Surrender. From today's guest, Keiko Matsui on Inside Music Cast. started talking here a second ago about some of the musicians that were that were on your album and, and you mentioned vinnie caliuda and you go way back uh to the early 80s with vinnie and and also with a bassist named nathan east when now yes. of course nathan wasn't on this album but but you go back with those guys when you i think when you first came to the states as a student and you were invited oh, you
2: remember. Yes, and you were yes. invited i think to los so angeles by Yamaha. my first rhythm section
0: yeah right and
2: uh, even I had no experience with the recording and the first time visiting the U.S., and that was just a special opportunity to make a sample album, sample record for Yamaha's audio sample album or something. Right, right. And that time, uh rhythm section was Nathan and Vinnie, and uh, so that was great, great meeting.
0: Well, tell us about your experience with Vinny. I mean, Eddie and I know him. We've we've seen him work on some of the projects, and he's personally he's one of my favorite drummers ever. Hey, he's just an f- amazing drummer.
2: Yes, Vinny. Vinny is such a unique and so creative, and also James Harrah was so surprised because "Embrace and Surrender." Uh, Vinny made uh, like peaceful, almost like we are in a shore of heaven or something. Mm-hmm. And James Howard said, who is playing this drum? And I said, Vinnie, Vinnie. Then he said, wow, sounds like not Vinny. So, <laughs> And maybe he felt from the song, the, uh, the song and he played differently or something. That's what James said. That's interesting. But uh, each song, Vinnie catch the uh, mood and also he created a very special part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh,
1: he's very special. I think. Yeah, he's he's an amazing player. You know, you've um, you have a, a long list of of great players on this on this album. I mean, we love James, uh, Vinny, and uh, there was another surprise guest that is basically uh, uh, somebody that you collaborated with that's been on our show before, a past guest of Inside Music Cast, and his name his name was uh, Kirk Whalum.
2: Oh yes, Kirk. Uh, I knew him for a long time, and we have seen each other at the jazz festival, mm-hmm. or sometimes we did Valentine concert, co-headliner type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. But uh, I never played with him. Of course, that like label piece, we met there, and and I knew he is he is a great player, and he was respected from many um, musicians and. Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, he is priest too. When I, I compose, when I receive this melody affirmation, immediately, I thought about his sound, him. And if I ask someone to play this melody, this is the song for Kirk.
1: <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. So this is the first time I invited him to play on my
1: album that's very nice he contributed to two tracks Awakening and Affirmation mm-hmm. and uh, where yes. he had some textural sounds in the background and you know it's very flavorful I think uh, one thing that I, I enjoy about this project is that your your piano playing has come to the forefront and I think uh, mm-hmm. uh, everything else is supporting you and, and that's right. that's very nice to, to see that Keiko thank you yes I, uh,
2: I really wanted to concentrate on um, uh, th- this project as organic as possible and uh, I wanted to speak I wanted to show my uh, expression through the piano much front
0: well Keiko uh, let's take another short break and listen to Awakening this features past Inside Music Cast guest Kirk Whalum on sax and of course our guest today Keiko Matsui on Inside Music Cast change any aspect of your playing in any way what would it be would you change anything
2: oh, didn't you? Oh.
0: you've obviously i think over the over your career you've your music has sort of changed to a degree your style has changed i think you you know in the beginning you were more of a i guess you could categorize it as a smooth jazz sort of approach now your music has really expanded and it's it's you know it's a uh, i hear it i think it's been described as new age and even world and, and it's really taken different different shapes mm-hmm. is it i guess right, to, right. to clarify and, my, uh,
2: you know at the concert i uh, my energy and uh, my expression is much getting wider and higher, so
0: mm-hmm.
2: almost like rock. We sometimes we rock, really.
0: Yeah, that's, I guess that was part of my question: is that, you know, where where else would you want to take your music? I mean, is there any other sort of genre or any other style you'd yeah, want to you'd right. want to take your music? Maybe that's a, a more fair way yeah. to ask.
2: Um, well, um, like uh, for me, music has no borders. So, mm-hmm. right. but just uh, I and at the same time, the spirituality is very important. Me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, I don't know. Just uh, I want to.
0: <laughs> Trick question. <laughs> <laughs> I want to
2: go deeper and uh, wider and hope just uh, I want to create a really powerful and mystic space yeah. with
1: my music or something. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, sure. sure. Hey, I have a question regarding the, the the number of tracks. I mean, the last uh, record, which was a few years back, Moyo, it had, uh, I think, around 11 or 12 tracks. This one here has nine tracks which is sort of a, a change of it's sort of a change in quantity of music but don't don't misunderstand me i know that it's about quality and not quantity so i understand that but uh um were you conscious of that did you have other compositions that you may have included that you said no i think i'm going to keep it to nine why why nine
2: uh, um, let's see yeah, i was trying to create uh, one more song or something. Mm-hmm. But before I went to Eastern Europe tour, that was uh, October, yeah. I collected all these nine songs. Gotcha. And then I was going to compose more songs during the Eastern Europe tour. But, of course, schedule was hard. <laughs> but but at the same time, I was listening to those songs, and it, is, it was really... Perfect, and uh, it has really, um, for me, it was really completed and Mm -hmm. full of energy. And so that's why I I started feeling like, what you can add after this, or something like that. Exactly. Uh So that's why I, and uh, of course, uh, record company prefer to have more songs, but I, at some point, why not? This is good enough, I thought.
0: It just felt right, right? Yes. Yeah. Hey, you know, earlier today uh, on Facebook, we have an Inside Music Cast Facebook page, and, and I, I posted a message up there that said we're going to be interviewing you tonight, and if anyone had oh, a question, and I asked yeah, any, any of our fans that if they had a question, they could uh, post it there on Facebook. So I do have a couple of questions here. I'll start off with one, and oh. this is from uh, Yinka, and Eddie, help me with this. How do you pronounce his last name? He wanted to ask you about your experiences working with Richard Bona and Bob James. Okay. Now obviously Richard Bona had a big part on this this new album, correct?
2: Oh yes, uh we did uh, three songs in New York together. Uh-huh. And uh, he has got very spiritual elements too and uh, uh of course uh, he created a uh, special rhythm and uh he's I think he's genius. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh so I was enjoying so much working with him. And in uh, and, uh, New York, he invited a Brazilian drummer, and we and him, uh, three of us in the studio, and it was a great session. And uh Wanja, uh, this is a title. He, I asked him if he, he can give me some title for this song from his country, the world. Uh-huh. That will be great. And he gave me this title, and uh, and the meaning was to be proud to your journey. So I thought this is a great title, a perfect title for this song.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So
2: I used it. And uh, so regarding Bob James, um, of course, Bob James, when I was a student, I was listening to him and he was a great star. Right, right. And then at about 10 years ago, he invited me to his project, which is a four-hand piano, which is one piano and two two of two persons sitting at the same bench
3: uh-huh.
2: and he created this uh, beautiful song called odan Bega," and uh, and he invited me to play and we did recording together and since then uh, that time we did a big tour in Japan and the U.S. a little bit but uh, we haven't finished any recording project yet and then uh, we w- we became good friends and Sometime we did a concert here and there, and finally we completed the album together mm-hmm. as a forehand, and uh, it's now ready to... Since I have a new album and he's busy with pop play, so uh, we will release much later this year.
1: Yeah. You know, Keiko, I've, I've been a keyboardist myself for many years, and I remember when I first... Heard uh, some earlier records uh, from Bob James. He really blew my mind. I, I mean, it wasn't uh, fusion, but he just had such a creativity. Uh, mm-hmm. One album in specific that uh, that I can bring out that really encapsulated me was uh, Mountain Dance. Remember when that came out? Uh, Mountain Dance came out, and I immediately knew then that he would influence a lot of people in the mm-hmm. way he plays. So uh, you know, I, I can relate to to what you're saying about Bob. He's an incredible talent
2: and he he loves classical music too, so mm-hmm. when I visited uh his studio first time he he brought uh a Mozart composition for forehand and uh, with the fir- uh how do you say uh first reading yeah uh how do you call
1: sight reading mm-hmm.
2: a Sight reading, reading. right uh-huh. sorry uh-huh. yes, so we played that this Mozart composition together and he was surprised uh I, I really read well, and yeah. uh, we nailed the song, so he came up another song to record, and we did two songs on that album. But he he's a great artist and a great person, and uh, I'm very happy to meet him.
0: Well, very good. And, Yinka, thanks for your question. We really appreciate that. Yes, you mm, Thank you. And, you know, going back to The Road real quick, you know, this album seems to be off to a great start. Uh, we just realized this past week that it debuted at number two on the Billboard Contemporary Jazz Chart. and So, yes. o- obviously, The Road has is, is been released uh, here in the States, but uh, where else has it been released, and how is it doing in, in other areas?
2: Uh, actually, uh, I'm talking, um, uh, we are finalizing the deal, Japan, but... Uh, already this album reached to many different countries and uh, uh, from South Africa and the UK I, I received the opportunity for the interview for this album mm-hmm. and also people writing from um, different countries meaning from Europe, many, many places already they found the road dot dot dot. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really happy and I... I feel like, wow, I have to go real road with this
1: one. Yeah, and we if we also have a, a little note from a uh, uh, a fan of Inside Music Cast uh, from Aus- Australia. Her name is Caroline uh-huh. Parker, and she's basically asking, uh, when are you going to tour uh, Australia? She wants to learn more about your music, and uh, have you ever toured Australia?
2: Australia, no, not yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. then the, That's the place where I want to go, yeah. one of the... Today, so I yeah. want to go really
1: cool. so Caroline she's coming your way be patient
2: <laughs> <laughs> thank you yes and I, I read some email saying that uh, uh, my fans start to becoming addicted to this album and that's wonderful <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good <laughs> so they're listening to like example Embrace Surrender a hundred times or "This the road and, <laughs> yeah. and uh, just they they're repeating to listen to this album and that made me so happy oh
0: yeah but, you know, you've had a span of almost uh, four years, we noticed, between the release of your last record, Moyo, and this, right. this new record, The Road. And, and, you know, when I was looking through your discography, I noticed that this is one of the lengthiest periods in between albums in your career. And I, I wondered how you spent this time, and it, were you working on the road during the majority of that time? What kept you from putting out an album in, in a four-year period?
2: Uh, actually, um, I wanted to create much earlier, but I was so busy to, uh, with touring and also many uh, many things happened. Sure. <laughs> Hardship happened in my uh, business, uh, uh, for the business part and uh, mm-hmm. private life. So, uh, it took four years, but uh, I reorganized my business and working with new manager and attorney and... I have sub- I um I have great team with uh, my band and uh, tour manager and uh, wh- whom I can trust mm-hmm. and basically I I'm so I wrote on the album cover I really would like to thank to and feel gratitude to my fans because uh, always at the concert um I get energy and I to see my fans happy happy face Mm -hmm. made me more energy and made me to keep going on even during hardship. So I think uh, that the music and my fans uh, saved me.
1: You know, I have a question regarding um uh you know, you produced this latest album The Road and also Moyo. How are you enjoying producing and taking that uh the responsibility and and uh and the actual burden of of really determining the you have to steer yourself, you have to be the total creative on this whole thing uh, regarding the sound. How are you uh, settling in with the uh, the new th- this new task with the new road in production?
2: Oh, uh, actually um the uh composition part is always i ha i feel so much pressure mm-hmm. and uh, I'm so severe to judge to select the song yeah. to uh which one i I should record that kind of thing uh-huh. so that progress is same but after that i after I composed, then I was enjoying just joy for me because uh, Everything I think about, the direction of the, the arrangement, and who, who, am I, who should I have, and mm-hmm. who is taking this melody, and which direction I should produce, and that kind of, all this progress was so um, enjoyable for me.
0: Yeah. Very early in your career, uh, you had an opportunity to perform as a special guest in a few shows with uh, Miles Davis. And I was curious to know about that experience you had and, and your impression of Miles.
2: Right. Oh, actually, um, that time, uh, of course, uh, I was special guest, but uh, I really didn't play with him. <laughs> I was uh, opening act.
3: Oh, okay. But ah.
2: still, <laughs> still, it was uh, the poster saying that the uh, special guest Keiko Matsui, and uh, that was Miles' concert, sure, Miles sure. Davis' concert, right? And- it was just an amazing uh, opportunity. And when I met Miles uh, backstage, uh, somebody said, Oh, Miles is coming. And I became so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> because that was almost like first year I debuted, after I debuted. And Miles is coming. And I was standing up, and my dressing room door was open. And he walked this way. And then he said, Oh. So I said, <laughs> Hi. And I bow. <laughs> and that was uh, the meeting. But uh, but uh, after that, we saw his stage and uh, my band member, too. And we were so impressed. Yeah, and well, his existence is so different. And he has got so much different aura.
1: Well, everybody sort of bowed to to Miles, and I think he also uh, made a lot of people very nervous too. When he'd walk into a room because of his aura and his uh, yes. his talent. I mean, yeah, what <laughs> what a jazz monster! That that's amazing that you were even able to uh, to warm up with him. But that'll be our secret for us. You all you, you played with him. <laughs> yeah,
2: okay, thank you. You're
1: welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: yeah, but uh, I had a great opportunity with uh, touring with uh, Phil Berry, Chucka and Hugh Masakera and all these. Uh, Oh the era was good but now I have a new era.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, you know when when we listen to your playing we can we can almost feel your influences in your music but but tell us a little about the musicians that have uh, left an impression on you. Uh players that you've admired.
2: I admired mm, as a composer? A uh, composer, just uh,
0: any anyone musically Rashford. that's influenced influenced you.
2: Uh, yeah, I I I admire the, as a composer um, Bach, Rachmaninoff,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and Chopin,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and Maurice Jarre, who does a great music uh, movie sure. score. Right, right. And and uh, as a musician, I my favorite artist is Sting.
0: Oh, I think I read that somewhere. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: And he's one of my favorites too. I, I'm a big fan of The Police, so I've always been a big oh, Sting fan. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and he creates cool cool environment and. Uh, I feel that he has uh, no borders I mean uh, he his music has no borders
0: Yeah you're right because when he first started out after leaving the police uh he really dove into, uh, sort of, you know, jazz, a lot of jazz themed pop, you know, that on his first album. And then he's really progressed since then. He's, he's touched right. a lot of different genres in his music since then. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, um, Keiko, this might be a sort of unfair question, but we're loaded with
1: unfair questions tonight. <laughs> oh my God. No, 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 the, the question really is, <laughs> isn't that unfair, but it's, uh, um, but out of the work, the body of work that you've created 22 albums here. And of course the new one, it's, uh, um that's an awful lot of music. My question is, you know, when you take a look at your personal work, uh, I can, we can tell that you're very critical. You're uh, of, of yourself. You challenge yourself quite a bit. Uh, you just mentioned the word severe. And l- let me ask you, when you look at your work, what which phase or which albums stand out to you that you say I really like that work? This one really stands out. It might be my favorite or a couple of them. Tell us about how you view your own work.
2: Composing is very important part of my role, I think. Mm-hmm. So, considering that I'm... Well, it's so hard. All these are my babies. I know, right? <laughs> but, uh, but like you said, Deep Blue is yeah. very special, because sure. it's really... I received the whole melody. And in certain time, just short period, I received everything. And also whisper from the mirror, mm-hmm. which is uh, another a kind of deeper side. Right, mm-hmm. and, and it's not that.
1: That's interesting. It's always a tough question. I mean, a, a lot of guys would would probably answer, "Well, you know what? I really enjoyed my latest record because it's it's my newest one. It's it's where I am right now this day." But uh, you know, that oh. is sort of <laughs> oh. a tough question. Oh, oh, oh but.
2: Maybe my manager
1: will be mad yeah <laughs> I have exactly remember we hung of up course on him i love new
2: songs
1: <laughs> i have i have a question regarding your piano choices. uh when you have the the chance of playing acoustic piano i know that you sometimes tour digitally playing instruments but uh if you, you on the acoustic side do you endorse a piano or which is your piano of choice mhm Right.
2: I use Yamaha. Yeah,
1: and when you tour um, and you don't have the acoustics, that I figure you take you use uh, motifs. Uh-huh.
2: Motif, and also for the uh, master control keyboard, I use
1: the Yamaha 88. The 80, the KX 88. I understand. Yeah, I, I saw a photo, actually a photograph of that uh, of that controller. I think in the, in the Ukraine tour in 2010. Uh oh, yes. y- You had posted a couple of photos, and I and I because uh, I I used to have a KX 88, you know, years back, and I thought, you know what, that is such a great controller. I mean, it, it's it's a classic one, but it, it's just a solid performer, isn't it? Yes.
2: And I like the touch, mm-hmm. and uh, so. But uh, lately, it is so getting so hard to find it. Yeah. And I think me and uh, also one artist in U.S. Only two of us were uh, were using or something. But now I'm uh, the only one or something.
1: Right, 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 right. Um, you moving on a little bit uh, when you uh, work in the studio. Are you playing acoustic? Do you ever utilize any digital uh, sounds, uh, that type of thing, blend? I know that you use basically some, some synthesis, some patches for the backgrounds and stringing and, right. st- and orchestration, but what do you prefer? Do you mix it between digital and acoustic on a piano? Um,
2: actually, uh, I prefer acoustic piano. It's just acoustic piano.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And to make scenery for the piano I use I I use uh, synthesizer, but a long time ago, like uh, like my third album, which is uh, No Borders, and during that time recording, I used uh, some MIDI kind of MIDI piano type of sound, but which was combined with the uh, Korg M1 piano sound module, and also Roland electric piano sound. Wonderful, yeah. So that's particular sound I like, but the uh, uh, I don't use the midi piano yet.
1: Right, exactly. Uh, the Roland has a nice sound, warm, warmth to it, right. doesn't it?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Hey, Keiko, I noticed uh, something, a change. Uh, you, you were with uh, Narada Records for quite a while, is that correct?
2: Uh, during the, the Whisper from the Mirror, that era.
0: Yeah, but now you're with uh, a new label called, uh, is it called Shanachi?
2: Shaniki.
0: Shaniki. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't familiar with them, but I noticed that I was looking through your album, and I noticed that you're with Shaniki, and and I wanted to just ask you about that. It, that's a new relationship, correct? Yes. Okay.
2: Yes. Great. Uh, last year we made a deal, and uh, just uh, I I didn't provide the album till end of last year. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and before Moyo was uh, at Shout Shout Factory, mm-hmm. but this is a new. New family I met, and uh, they have been supporting great, and they are really passionately uh, supporting my new release. So I'm very happy about that.
0: Before we finish our interview, Keiko, um, I want to take one more opportunity to play a track from your new album, The Road, and this is a track called Falcon's Wing. Was a track called "Falcon's Wing" off the new album "The Road" from Keiko Matsui. Well, like we mentioned earlier, uh, you're currently uh, on tour to promote your new album "The Road," and and tell us uh, so far, how is the tour going? It, it's it's being a, I'm assuming it's being a, uh, attended really well. You're getting some really great reactions to your album.
2: Mm-hmm. And uh, from the first show in Boston. Uh, sold out shows and Good. just uh, i 'm adding lots of songs from the road, and' it's so well received and just uh, this these songs carry different uh vibes and uh, so peaceful but so high energy and uh, right. I am enjoying so much
0: well we we talked earlier about some of the players that that played on uh on the album who do you take out on the road with you who who 's part of your touring band
2: uh uh, on drums, at this time we have a new drummer uh, who is doing great, uh, Jimmy Paxson on drums. Okay. And Eric Baines on bass who played on the, ro- the title track.
0: Oh, right, right. And
2: Keita Matsuno on guitar, he played on title track too. And Jackie McJoyner on saxophone. Okay. And then me.
0: So, yeah, a lot of the players that were on the album. That's great. That's mm-hmm. good. That's yes. good. Well, we really appreciate the time you've spent with us today. Um, This has been enlightening for Eddie and me, and we really love your album. And we we wanted to mention to fans of the show and fans of yours, if they wanted to pick up your album, where where can they purchase this?
2: Uh, uh, Amazon or iTunes.
0: Amazon and iTunes, okay.
1: Yeah. And one thing I just wanted to, to leave you with is I love your new hair on your album.
3: It's getting a lot of chat. It's getting a lot of chatter. Uh, Some of
2: my Japanese friend really freaked out because (laughs) it's so wild. But but I think this this expresses this uh, catchy kind of this uh, energy from the album. No. Yeah,
1: I think you you had fun with it. So it's a
0: fun project, and and we thank you so much for being with us, Keiko.
2: Thank you so much. Thanks again. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye.
0: Special thanks to Keiko Matsui for joining us on this episode of Inside Music Cast. Also, very special thanks to Inside Music Cast correspondents Scott Gross, Brian Pearson, Kim Riley, Max Zabe, Uwe Reith, and Mikhail Engstrom. And please visit our website at InsideMusicCast.com, where you can catch up on all of our past interviews, read the Inside Opinion blog, and check out additional bonus content. Inside Music Cast is also on Facebook, where you can become a fan and join in on music conversation with Inside Music Cast fans from around the world. For Eddie Cabello, I'm Rick Such. Thanks for listening to Inside Music Cast.